The Right Hook Podcast. With the Mitsubishi Outlander Business, the two-seater commercial SUV with over 2,000 litres of cargo space, two-ton towing capacity and legendary four-wheel drive technology. Mitsubishi Motors.ie. That's a very neat segue to the next item on the programme as the Queen of the Medical Device joins me on the programme, Dr. Kira Kelly. Good evening, George. Uh, are you enjoying the match? Uh, yes, uh, I I heard some of it in the car on the way in. All right, and, okay. Uh, it's it's very exciting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now we have some really exciting stuff coming up, like um, the the uh, the coil, right now. This mum in Kilkenny, she's forty. She's had all the kids. Now she wants the coil, presumably instead of the pill or something. Are you a fan of the coil? Yeah, um, IUDs, intrauterine devices, are probably the most popular form of contraception, George, in women who are in their kind of thirties and forties. Well, why don't younger women use it then? I suppose for two. Stop! Re- stop! 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 We've scored a goal. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan, what the hell's going on? Wes Hoolan has just scored a brilliant goal for the Republic of Ireland. Three minutes into the second half. Wonderful build-up play from Seamus Coleman down the right-hand side. Cut back in, chipped it back across the area. The Swedish defender jumped, he missed it, and Hoolan was coming in at the back post. First time volley, smashed it past Isaksson in the Swedish goal. It's been coming, it's fully deserved, and Ireland leads Sweden by a goal to nil. And it's that little magician, Wes Hoolahan. What were you saying about him, George? He's got the goal. <laughs> ah, yeah, but is it as exciting as very course fans, I ask myself? <laughs> ah, it is exciting, fantastic All right. stuff. Okay, that's a great start to yours. Well, one up. All right, now I go back again. The coil. Yeah. IUDs, George, most popular form of contraceptive in women in their 30s and 40s. Why not younger women? Two reasons, really. One is because they tend to be long-term contraceptives. For example, a copper coil can stay in for 10 years, a marina coil can stay in for five. So younger women who may be wanting to have a family might not want 10 or five years between their children. So they use pills. And also nulliparous women, women who haven't had coils, often are reluctant to have them. But but the question from the mum in Kilkenny is, A, is there a link to cancer? B, does it create mood swings or weight gain? Okay, no links to cancer. Mood swings and weight gains. In some small number of women, the Mirena coil does have progesterone type effects that does cause those problems. But there's two types of coil. Well, actually, there's three types of coil. But largely speaking, there's two types, as in there's ones with hormone and ones without. If you are someone who doesn't have heavy periods, you may want a copper coil. No, no uh, uh, hormonal side effects whatsoever and very effective and last 10 years and very cheap. A great kind of form of contraception. If you are somebody with heavy periods, you will want one with hormone in there to make the periods lighter and better. Um, it's very simple, but go and talk to your GP because right. there's two types of coil, hormone and non-hormone, and very often one or the other will suit you very, very well. Fantastic. They're great. They're a great form of contraception. Oh yeah, I'm delighted. I knew you'd love that. Yeah. Well, we're staying now with this kind of stuff. 43. No menstrual period for four months, but not pregnant. Blood's normal. Monthly PMT symptoms Help. Now, when somebody says help, I'll ask the question. Okay, here's the thing. A lot of women in their 40s do become uh, perimenopausal. And this may not be what's happening here, but lots of them do. And they do get menstrual irregularities. So what they start to see is instead of having a 28 day cycle, they start to get a period every three weeks or every three months or that kind of thing. Something changes. So don't, uh, it's a short answer here. Don't worry about uh, it. Mostly is don't worry about it. If she's had the blood tests already and she, she hasn't found anything bad, that's good. She may need, and it may be no bad idea to get a pelvic ultrasound to have a look at the uterus and the ovaries and all that. But 
But other than that, I wouldn't necessarily worry about it. Women are not metronomes, George. They don't just go, you know, you know, 28 days, 28 days, 28 days, 28 days. Stress can cause menstrual problems. Weight gain, weight loss can cause menstrual problems. Thyroid problems can cause menstrual problems. So it may simply be a new phase of life. It would not be that unusual for a woman in her mid-40s for her periods to go a bit askew. All right. Uh, what about this one, though? Um a woman of 40, she wants to get her varicose veins treated. Now, we're going to answer this very quickly. Go the on. answer is absolutely yes. Mm. I played golf with a pal of mine who just got them done, right? And he was wearing his shorts and short socks because his legs now look like... Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful legs. Like, yeah. Beautiful legs yeah. on him. And in, she says, did your doc do them? And our doc, Sean O'Neill, did them, didn't he? Your doc and my doc, he did both of <laughs> them. And he we got a group, a group rate off and of he did my path but get varicose veins treated yeah. Sean O'Neill who did do your veins and my veins is in the Blackrock Clinic and he is excellent but there are lots of excellent vascular surgeons out there as well who are now saying hey what about me there are loads of good good guys and it's a very routine straightforward form of surgery nowadays and but in fact, get it done yeah well I mean I had to get it done mine, mine were killing me they were very painful so get but rid of them but what about the woman Mary she has vein-like markings on her legs. Then all of a sudden there's lumps and she's 52. I she should go and see yeah, a this vascular Yeah, this is the surgeon. same thing. Th- those same broken thing. capillaries are usually a side effect of the varicose veins that she's describing, I believe, as the lumps. Yeah, get it sorted out. Angela has flaky skin. Now, one of the byproducts that we all discovered with veins is the skin because poor circulation gets flaky. Let's assume it's not poor circulation. Irrespective, she, Angela describes flaky skin on her lower legs. Loads of people have that with or without varicose veins. That's an area of dry skin for many, many people, George. Do you know what you do to dry skin? Moisture. Yeah, moisturizer. I'm king of the moisture. You are. You are yeah. with your Nivea soft. Since you told me, since you told me that I don't need to wash, use deodorant or aftershave for BO. I think that was some other other person I who told only, you that. I, I only moisturise now instead. Yeah, I, I, it saves me a fortune on aftershave. It saves you a load of time as well, I'd and, say. And deodorant. Yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> How's that working out for you? Now, what about this poor person who's at home? Aches and pains everywhere. Also going to the toilet regularly. He or she is sending the son to the pharmacy. Okay. What should he ask for? This is somebody who's obviously got diarrhea and aches and pains. So they have either food poisoning or they have like a, a gastric bug of some kind. I would guess some imodium and I would probably get some sulfidine because the combination of imodium and sulfidine will stop the diarrhea in its tracks, will help with the aches and pains, will help with any feverish feeling and lots and lots of fluids and you might want a bit of Dioralite in there too. But you don't need prescriptions for any of that. None of those. Dioralite, imodium and sulfidine are all over the counter. Why do we get this question so regularly? Right? In this case, it's a woman, 33. Bloated, gaining weight, abdominal discomfort, constipation, headaches, right? Yeah. Okay. And then she goes to the doctor and this eejit of a doctor puts her on antidepressants. Uh, You know what, you're you're not wrong really because we do get a question almost every week about somebody with some kind of, you know, basket of symptoms and that the doctor is treating with antidepressants. For a start, most if not all antidepressants um, are only as good as, as exercise and many of them are only as good as placebo and and, and the difficulty is is we're throwing them at people like smarties and, and you know I think sometimes we do do things for the, I, for the sake of doing them Alright this is a 33 year old woman I think she might be quite surprised 
if she went for a walk every morning? Well, first of all, it would cure her constipation. Yeah. It would raise her mood. Yeah. It would very possibly treat her headaches. It would certainly help her mobility and her aches and pains yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Exercise, George, is a phenomenal therapy. But a walk therapy. every yeah, morning. It's a like. phenomenal therapy for people. And yeah. even more than exercise, you won't like this, but I think running is a phenomenal therapy too. I know you don't like it, but I find walking boring and I find running no, more, more interesting. No, the problem with you, and it's astonishing given you're a doctor, right, is you send people out to run, they buy the wrong shoes, then they run on concrete, then next, the following week they're ringing us up saying, my <laughs> knees are shagged or my ankles are killing me and everything else. Walk! Walk is fine. A brisk walk then, a br- good brisk walk. And a good well, brisk walk is good for everybody. I totally agree with you on that. But walk like a soldier, like swing your arms. And swing all your that arm and move briskly. You yeah. know what I mean? You want to be a bit, little bit out of breath. Now, there's some fella here, uh, 23. He has a small lump behind his ear. It doesn't hurt. Should you get it examined? No, not no. necessarily. Because yeah, you're done now. You're no, no, let me just qualify that. Because most lumps behind your ear are reactive lymph nodes and what they're actually doing is they're treating a little bit of a spot on your... They're kind of fighting infection in a spot in your chin or in a little bit of an infection in your ear or your tooth or your gum or some nonsense or your, or where you shaved, okay? So, so it's probably that. But if it persists, that lump, or it starts to grow, then he does need yeah, to but, investigate but, uh, it. I mean, I, I'd slightly dismiss it, but it's very important that... Uh, people aren't necessarily certainly hypochondriacs but like there are a lot of things you get which you just get in the normal course of events. I would say if he still has it four to six weeks or it's growing or whatever he can yeah. get it looked at but other than that I would just forget about it. Right, the dulcet tones of Dr. Kira Kelly are with us in the Right Hook Health Checkup. You can send your questions to 53106 and uh, you can send me a tweet if you want to at a uh, at G Hook. And now it could under go up by the way, so that should fix your blood pressure. But a <laughs> listener a listener what about twenty four hour blood pressure monitors? I think it's a good idea. Ah, come on. No, no, George, we use these all the time because a huge number of people come in and sit in the chair in my room and I put the blood pressure cuff on them and they tense up and they're frightened of the doctor and they're frightened of getting their blood pressure measured and then the thing starts squeezing the arm and their blood pressure goes through the roof and we get a falsely elevated reason, re- uh, reading rather. And what that means is if we were to take all of those things as rote, we'd be over-treating loads of people. So what happens is you slap on a 24-hour monitor, which is they wear the cuff for 24 hours, it goes off every half no, no, no. Your, your GP has it in the oh, surgery. I see. Oh, I see. And you put it on right. for 24 hours. You, um, goes off every half an hour during the day and every hour at night and you get a reading over 24 hours and what we find is this a significant proportion of people who come in and sit down in the room with high blood pressure have perfectly normal blood pressure oh, when they're not in the doctor's surgery well, and you don't want to over yeah it's a good uh, yeah, thing that's really interesting I was at dentist last week and this is some new fella but he's brilliant because he's a young fella you know like yeah, you yeah, should yeah. go to young dentists <laughs> and you doctors know. yeah yeah obviously. well definitely dentists <laughs> but he said to me what kind of music do you want like and I'm looking at him. And then he says, like, well, what do you want to relax while I put the injection in? And I'm looking at him like, what's he talking about? <laughs> but apparently people get terrified of needles and drills. Jesus, and- George, people are te- Dental phobias are one of the biggest fears of any people. Like, ton- I have to I give w- people medicine sometimes to get them to go in the door to the dentist. They won't actually go in the door. They're terrified. Well, I was sitting there watching him while he was drilling away and digging away and oh doing everything. And okay. thought it was great crack. Well, that's good. What, no, what, what, what music did you pick as a matter of interest? I told him, get Nine lost. Hits of the 40s no, and I 50s. I told him, get lost. You know, uh, Jen is in Dublin. 
I'm currently listening while jogging on the treadmill. Good woman, Jen. Good woman, Jen. All women queries this evening because the men watching Ireland plague, says Amanda. <laughs> we had a 23-year-old lad on with a lump. Yeah, and then I got an enormous uh, rollicking because it said Hulahan wasn't great before the match and he stuck it in the back of the net. But I have to say, now, if he hadn't stuck it in the back of the net, he shouldn't be playing soccer. I mean, it wasn't exactly... That was a good goal, George. I saw it out of the corner of my eye. That was I a good goal. I should just admit I'm wrong, I suppose. Yes. Now, now Ingrid is giving me um, cod liver oil, right? Because she says, this will help me remember my name when I'm 80. <laughs> but I have a listener here saying cod liver oil isn't great anymore, according to you, Wizkids. Well, what they're actually saying is, can we advise them on what kinds of oils are best to take? Um Omega-3 fish oils with cod liver oil is a type of a fish oil but the ones that are loaded with omega-3 are considered to be the best for us in terms of our heart and our cholesterol well, maybe that's and our memory and our concentration it? and everything I don't know I don't know what the lovely Ingrid is giving you but I, I do like omega-3 fish oils for people because I think that a lot of my patients particularly older patients who say that they're a bit stiff and their joints are a bit painful or a bit you know crotchety or whatever they say that they get them a bit of relief from it and I think that's a good thing Yeah have you noticed And hyperactive I mean, kids do well on omega-3 oils right. too Have you noticed like in the last few months how, how much more nice I am to you since I started taking I've never I, I, I feel the love George I do I've All never right. seen you as nice right uh, Siobhan says why do you have the doctor on your show when you answer all the questions <laughs> the reason for that's this that's not the is, first time that's been asked no no we just have the doctor on to give the piece a bit of credibility but I really <laughs> answer the questions listen I, I like this one you yeah. know we were talking about walking running jumping yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that yeah 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 Nordic pole dancing is even better than running or a brisk walk. Great for the posture in the back. Have you, it says Helena in Noel. What's Nordic pole dancing? Well, I wonder, are, are, okay, pole so, dancing, you know what that is, George. Well, That's it's actually people... Nordic pole walking. I was you? about to say, Nordic walking is when you walk with two sticks and you stride out oh. and you have a stick in each hand and it gives you an extra workout. But you know what? She's not wrong about the pole dancing either because pole dancing is also a very good for your core muscles. That's why I watch it all the time. I, I find it's very good. Okay. Now, this is really interesting, right? What about somebody, George and Kieran's addressed up. Okay. But you can have it. Okay, I'll take it. Can you advise on just drifting off to sleep and the body jerking for no reason? Lots. Is this necrophilia, is it? No. What's the thing called where you fall asleep and it starts with an N? Oh, uh, narcolepsy. I was close. Well, yes, but quite different. Um, is this narcolepsy? It's neither narcolepsy nor necrophilia, George. Uh, this is quite a normal phenomenon. When you're going through the state of falling asleep or waking up, the hypnagogic and the hypnopompic state, lots of things happen. So sometimes people actually hallucinate during that. Sometimes they jerk. Sometimes they almost look like they're having a seizure. People twitch. It's the transition stage between the waking and the sleeping state. It's not a big deal. This is not anything to worry about. The couple of little twitches when you're dropping off to sleep. You often see other animals do it too. Have you ever seen a dog do it, dropping off to sleep? I hate dogs. Dogs are lovely creatures. Now, what about this The female 41? She actually forgets to breathe. I mean, how can you forget to breathe? Come on. I, I, I think with respect to this lovely listener that they may, in fact, be a little bit anxious. Breathing is involuntary and we all breathe whether we're aware of it or not. Yeah. But sometimes people start to become aware of their breathing and then they, what starts to kick in is they're starting to try and override the involuntary nature of their breathing and they get a bit anxious and they go, am I still breathing? Have I stopped? Have I started? I I think, you know what, listener, 
forget about it. Your breathing will go on whether you worry about it or don't worry about it, whether you think it's happening or whether you don't think it's happening. You know what I mean? Even if you were to stop breathing on purpose, you'd go unconscious and then in fact you would just start breathing again. So so forget about your breathing. It's fine. This is an anxiety symptom. All right. I think that text from Siobhan is affecting me. I'm giving you all the questions. I'm not saying a word. Okay. Um, but that, now stop that. I'm back to answering the questions okay, myself. Okay, very good. No, this is interesting. 24-year-old male he, when he wakes up or goes to sleep, his fit, hands get very stiff, very stiff. Um, and his grip gets extremely weak. Okay. Now, I think that's a clue. Well, I think this guy needs to go and have a couple of blood tests done because here's one of the things that happens with people's hands. People who suffer from stiffness in the morning and they have weak grip yeah. and they have problems like that. He's very young. He's 24. The chances of him having like osteoarthritis or something is very low. He needs to be checked for um, something like rheumatoid arthritis, though, and autoimmune conditions, because he shouldn't be having this condition. No, I, I'm he glad. could also have carpal tunnel. So we're not we're not diagnosing him over the airways, but what we're saying is this needs a bit of follow up. Twenty four year olds shouldn't have a weak grip. They shouldn't. No, but I have now, for instance, like you're I seventy five, George. Correct. With respect for That's you. the point. It's I'm a big difference because uh. it's arthritis. Yeah, and, and, but at twenty four, yeah. it's a very different kettle of fish. You know, what goes on in the body at 75 and what goes on in the body at 24 are very different things. All these women ringing in. They must, the men must be watching the match. Um, a 49-year-old now wakes with a painful middle finger in the left hand and the knees is off during the day. It's happening for three days. Well, three oh, well, three days is kind of an acute thing. I wouldn't worry on Julie about that. That probably is an arthritic condition and that could be a bit of osteoarthritis. The woman is 49. And I know people never want to hear this in their 40s, but you know what? A couple of generations ago, we were dead in our 40s. So 40 is, is middle age, whether you like it or whether you don't like it. And even if you look great and feel young and are out jogging and everything. So it's probably an arthritic condition. But people do have other conditions, like we just mentioned before, carpal tunnel and stuff like that. And we here with the best will in the world on the right hook right. and unable to see the but, hand. But, uh, and unable to say. say, like, waking up with a bit of pain in your finger or whatever, like... You're all, hang in there for a while. Don't ring the ambulance yet, despite no. Dr. Kelly's suggestion you should always ring the ambulance. Now, here's a 26-year-old male taking Kepra 250 meg for epilepsy. Will it make me gain weight? Now, can I answer that question? Go on. With the greatest respect, should he not be worrying about gaining weight when he has epilepsy? With the greatest respect. You're absolutely right. Listen, I am sorry that some of the anti-epileptic medications do have some significant side effects. Some people do gain weight. Some people have effects on their mood. Some people have effects on their memory and all kinds of things. But here's the thing. Seizure control is the most important thing. And seizure control in epilepsy is important for a reason that if we allow someone to have recurrent seizures it causes a lack of oxygen to the brain and it causes brain damage down the line. So the most important thing is good seizure control. And, and I, within, within the f- family of anti-epileptics you might get a little bit of change or you might be have a little bit of wriggle room moving from one drug to another. Yeah. But you don't you don't stop them or anything like that on the basis of the side effects, unfortunately. I you remember can't. I was standing on the... This is absolutely true. In 1958, I was standing on third step at the Savoy Cinema and a fellow I knew took a header off third step. Oh, Jesus. Because he was having an epileptic fit. And his tongue, this is the real problem, and suddenly there was a doctor there, the fellow was blessed, he, he got a pencil and, and all that. And let him bite down on yeah, the pencil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Only people bite off their tongues and everything. Yeah, but so therefore, epilepsy is the thing this person should be worrying about, yeah. not the other things. Now, here, uh, can I answer this one? Go on. I may have to step in. Go on. (laughs) 34-year-old male. Serious lower back pain. Can hardly get out of bed. Okay, what were you going to say? 
Sadly, back pain is part of civilization, and he has to go and get an MRI scan or something and find out does he have uh, what you, you know something seriously wrong. He does. You're exactly actually you, you've you've nailed it. Get an MRI scan. Have a look at the discs, the nerves, all yeah. that kind of stuff. But you know what else you need to do? Simple things to do with your lifestyle. Watch your posture. Watch your weight. Mobilize. Do sit ups. Not sit ups. They're bad for your back. But swim, walk, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Maybe do a bit of yoga. Pilates, all those types of things and get it looked into. You shouldn't be that bad at 34 though. 34 is young to be having that level of back pain. Yeah, but that needs investigation. But he could be a former rugby player or something and, and have lower yeah, back and, and damage. He, well, he may need to have an MRI and have something yeah. done as well. Some people yeah. need injections, some people need surgery. Yeah. But ahead of those things, I do like people to take lifestyle changes seriously about back pain because mobilising and having a normal weight and taking a bit of exercise does a huge amount to improve your back. Swimming makes it fantastic. Huge, good. huge. But don't do breaststroke. Do crawl. Breaststroke because of the leg movement actually hurts your back. Crawl up and down doesn't hurt your back. Okay. Man of experience talking here. Good stuff. I wasn't sure what you were going to say there. What about drenching sweats? We get a lot of people in drenching. A lot of sweaty people listening to us. Now you keep saying change the duvet, which I did two weeks ago. Not only did I change the duvet, but because Ingrid wasn't very well, I actually put the thing on. You You put the duvet cover on yourself. Yeah. It took me You're about such a dinosaur, George. <laughs> because Ingrid was sick, I let her not change my bed. It took me an hour and a half. <laughs> I swear to God, it took me an hour and a half. To change. You, to should, you should be ashamed of yourself. It's unbelievable. <laughs> what anyway. was the question? <laughs> Drenching sweats. Drenching sweats. Had every test of that explanation. Um... Oh, look, it could be anxiety. It could be the duvet. There are reasons why people get night sweats and they're a big... I know, l- don't blame the duvet for drenching sweats well, for well, six well, you years. See the, well, there are... Is it booze? Is it weight? Because the thing is this, is there are a number of things like, uh, you know, lymphomas and TB and everything, but we're not putting that on this man that he has a lymphoma or that he has TB. We're saying that, you know, if he's had investigations and all that stuff's been ruled out, then maybe he's just drinking half a bottle of whiskey and lying under a heavy duvet. All right, but there are investigations you can have done for this. But he's had every investigation under the sun. Well, then lighter duvet and drink less and stop being you anxious. I haven't helped him now. Well, I we're trying. We are trying. We're still a goal up, according to the telly. Um, now, what about this stubborn... No, she's not a stubborn woman. She's <laughs> 31 with stubborn chronic pain. Wrists, hands, shoulders, arms, feet, hips for 10 years. Now, the physiotherapist says this could be fibromyalgia. GP says, horseshit, horseshit, there's no such thing as fibromyalgia. I don't like this one because the GP is wrong, okay? I asked my GP about this and he got angry and said it's not a real condition. First no, of all, sorry, you didn't ask. The lady did. But that's what she said. She said, yeah. I asked my GP and he got angry and said it's not a real condition. First of all, your GP should not get angry with you for asking a legitimate question. Second of all, fibromyalgia is a condition. It's treated by rheumatologists. It's treated by medication. And unfortunately, people who suffer from it suffer sometimes quite badly from it. I would suggest, and I have never said this before on the Right Hook Health Check, get yourself a new GP, love. That's unacceptable. Yeah, and, and fibromyalgia... And you shouldn't be dismissed going in with a legitimate oh, concern. But she's got tremendous... 
horrendous pain. Yeah, well, exactly, here. exactly. I don't know if she has fibromyalgia or not. I should point no, that out. No, but it, but it is likely to be of the arthritis. Oh, type she's family. got some kind of rheumatological condition. Yeah. I would suggest, or she has some kind of chronic pain sort of syndrome. I would suggest she's got something going on. And you know what? Being dismissed when you're in pain is unacceptable. Yeah, listen, Get yourself a new GP. I have a very quick question because it's brilliant, right? Go on. Uh, every time he has a drink, he gets piles. Now, I mean, he's <laughs> wrong. He doesn't get piles because he has a drink. And then he did have his piles injected, but they're back. And he's had rubber bands wrapped I'd around I'd suggest him. that he might be somebody who drinks a lot of Guinness when he goes on uh, for a drink and that he could be getting diarrhoea from that and he could be getting piles from that. Um, drink less, love, for a start. Um, you can use over-the-counter medication to treat your piles or there are prescription medications that are topical and better. But maybe you need to look at your diet and your drinking and your lifestyle what as well. What about washing? Washing, I know you come back to this all the time. They're not caused by dirt. <laughs> they're not caused by a lack of hygiene. That's not what they're caused by. But Straining in, at stool is what they're caused by. No, I by. know that. But but in previous generations like me, who didn't have running water in our yeah, house yeah, yeah. and bathrooms and all that, yeah, yeah. generations that didn't have bathrooms suffered from, if not piles, what did it, hemorrhoids. S- it same thing, same thing. All right, all right, okay. Sorry, I can't help you. Um, go back to the rubber bands. And don't, don't drink pints of the black stuff. If you're in Cork, change to Murphy's. What? <laughs> I'm not going there. All right. Okay, we're... We're uh, 20 minutes to go and we're nearly there. All right.